0: Now, and Broadway settled down to another year's worth of living. The days have begun to drift backward again, away from you. And it started all over. Punch the time card, smile at the boss, and the comments made. But the main chunk of dream is still there, and on Broadway it could happen. In the carnival, somewhere in there, in that eddy of cloud, or that one. Or across the street where the girl with the yellow hair sees your smile and blows a kiss. It's happened. <laughs> No dreams where I was. Long ago dreams revolved into hands full of crumbling plaster and thrown away. This place, empty tenements, abandoned, seen now for two men at very early morning time. Me. Then are not going to take me, copper. And murder suspect. I didn't do anything, copper. Come on down from there. We'll talk it over. I'm coming up after you.
1: I got a gun. I'm going to use it, copper.
0: All right. Wherever you are, just listen for a moment. Slide your gun toward me on the floor. When you do that, I'll turn on this flash. Then walk toward me with your hands up. After that, I'll listen have to what you. a chance, Copper. You should have listened first. Try another one, Dan. Oh. Yeah, that one should do it. Now, can you sit up? Hey, come on, I'll on. help you. I'm okay, Look, well, It's my day for helping. Let me help you. No. You don't have to be a hero. You don't have to stand up. Leave me alone. Did you get away? You sure did. Brings your batting average down a little, Danny. We're funny. Well, don't let it worry you. We'll get it. I'm in. not worried. Everything is and all points bows not on him, Danny. We'll get him. Won't take long. Make you feel better? Yeah, real fine. The lady recognized him when he came out of the alley with a gun as the neighborhood drunk, neighbor Herb Lennon. Description every I should have had him, Muggle. Ten minutes after he shot that man in the alley, I had him cornered in here and lost him. Ah, oh, forget it. Come on, I'll take you back to headquarters. <laughs> Come on in, Sergeant. Mm, nice, nice. Something hurts you? Gina? You do, Danny. The lump you got there hurts me, if you must know. Thanks. You got something for me? Indeed, I do. As soon as I heard of the lump, I called Missus P, who prescribed the following poultice: take a square yard of plaid okay, wool, Gino, preferably of the clan of the no, Mich- Gino, please. Very well, Lieutenant. You would care to know there have been no reports on the matter of the All Points Bulletin on Herbie Lennon. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. And various items on the deceased whom Herb Lennon is alleged to have Just tell me. <clears throat> deceased name, Joseph Brady. 25 years old. Address 1212 East 48. Good neighborhood. Death instantaneous and 38 caliber bullet fired from up close. Site of death, alley between his apartment house and East 47.
1: Mm, what else?
0: Preliminary investigation shows the following. The deceased Joseph Brady was well-to-do, living off of royalties from a gadget he had invented. A kind of a bottle opener for the bar trade and home use, which he did invent about five years ago. Any connection between him and Herbie Lennon? Uh, none, Danny, as far as known as yet. Can you manage, Lieutenant? Oh, yeah. Danny Clover speaking. This is Herbie Lennon. Where are you, Herbie? Subway phone booth,
1: 34th and Lexington. I'll wait for you, copper. And I'll
0: talk to you. You'd better hurry before I change my mind.
1: I'll be right
0: there. I'll leave the recipe for the poultice right here on your desk, Danny. Please use it. Remember, I hurt too.
1: Come on, Herb. Yeah. Come on, Herb. Let's get out of here, Herb. Get hurt, mister? Get hurt when I brained you?
0: Yeah,
1: hurt. Hey, you're passed out. Uh-huh. you same like me. If it gets too big to handle, I pass out. You gonna listen to me? What? You'll listen, maybe, but you won't believe me. Tell me. I know you're not gonna believe me. I'll tell you anyhow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I tapped you on your skull. It wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that. I I'll believe it, Herbert. Wait, will you? For what? I don't know. Just, just wait a minute. huh? All right. Well, sir. I'm a drunk. But you can tell that, can't you? Come on. No, no. Wait, wait, Doc. I'm a drunk. Something's about my type, drunk. Maybe you don't. Upstairs, first. I told you, wait. Didn't I tell you, wait? you got to understand the kind of drunk I am. Neighborhood drunk. Got her drunk. Saturday to Monday drunk. If I'm lucky, sometimes in between them. I I do things. Like you did last night, Herb. Kill and run. I do things. I, I black out and people tell me after how I do things. It gets big screams in the neighborhood, the things I do. Only sometimes... Sometimes run. what? Sometimes right in the middle, I, I'm doing something I don't know what. I... I come to and I say to myself, what, what, what are you doing here, Herb? Who is, who is this you're with? And, I, and another thing, who are you, Herb? The, the questions I ask myself. Like last night? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, just like last night. That was one of those sometimes. Sometimes when I come to and there was a gun in my hand and this guy dead by my feet. A guy out of nowhere. Joe Brady, the man you shot. A guy, a guy out of nowhere dead at your feet. And a thing like that closes in on you, you know? You, you get the meanies and you run. Something gets in the way like you did. Come on, Herb. Let's go book you for murder. You didn't understand the word I said, did you, mister? You didn't understand. I'm just a drunk. No killer. All those things people scream laughing over what I did. Not once was it I hurt somebody. I don't hurt nobody. I got enough of my own to last me a billion years, so why go looking to hurt somebody? somebody? Kill somebody. I'm
0: nothing I did not miss I killed Come on, Herb. And up the subway stairs and into another pattern of roar and chill and winter shadows. January days played against stone, against pavement, against cloud. And the woman who slows for a moment considers you, considers the man at your side, smiles the knowing winter smile, the secret winter smile. And Herbie's mouth shapes an emotion about her, and her step quickens flight in the crowd. The squad car, then, has Herb into it. Ride, drifting day. And it becomes headquarters, and the booking of Herb Lennon for suspicion of murder. And upstairs, now, from the corridor to your office, and the desk of to pass. Danny? Yeah, I know, Gino, the poultice, so I will do... So quick to jump the false presumptions, Danny, I am surprised at you. Not the poultice? Your health and the lumps that go with it is a private affair after all. Then what? Under your very nose, on my desk, a tumbler full fresh camellias. And this is your comment? Well, oh, they're very nice, Gino. Now, uh, And how yeah, it I... comes to pass that a sergeant is bedesked with a tumbler full fresh camellias, this does not occur to you to ask? All right, Gino, how come? ...given to me out of the blue by visitor, a doll, a drama, a lady of refinement and sensitivity... ...who even now waits for you in your office. For you, there was a bachelor button which I have laid neatly across... Who is she? What does she want? Party by the name Miss Sally Carr. What she wants is a thing meant to murder Joe Brady. Well, I tell you, Danny, if it were not that my eyes are already fastened on a certain Mrs. Tartaglia... Oh, yeah, this kindly lady. Daddy, Gino. Oh, dear. Miss Carr?
2: It was the sergeant's whim to lay your flower, the one I brought you across your calendar. He said it would sweeten your days. I thought it's so delicate of him, and I didn't he have I He said that. it was
0: about Joe Brady.
2: May I place the flower in your buttonhole, Mr. Clover? It's what it was meant for.
0: What about Joe Brady, Miss Carr?
2: Him? Oh, very simple. Something I believe you should know about him. What? That I killed him. It does seem a little shocking, doesn't it? But I did. I really did. I took a gun, and I shot him, and I killed him. There now, Mr. Clover. How nice you look.
0: listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. The new year has doled out only so many of its night songs, and Broadway has already used them, drained their moon flow, their trumpeting, their whisper, the long night time. Quick surge, quick ebb of night times, and a new one coming up. And take your place in line. Wait for the new falling of darkness. Beat the change of price, and it will come like other Broadway darknesses: explosion, laughter, shock. In the corridor where now walks solitude, wait. That edge of neon dream, wait. Soon there is night. <laughs> In the office at headquarters, gray flow of winter twilight, and the twilight woman who had brought camellias for a sergeant's desk, who had placed a flower in your lapel, who had confessed to murder.
2: Such a restful time, such a lovely time. What? The close of day, Mr. Clover, when there's stillness and so much that's beautiful, and so many sweet thoughts crowding in to be heard. Miss Carr. And the planning of kindnesses such a delicious, wonderful time of day. Though I must confess... I know.
0: But you killed
2: Oh, there. No. No, my other confession. That I hate darkness. I'm afraid of it. It's, it's silly, I know, but I'm no longer a young girl, Mr. Clover. Forty-five, to be precise.
0: And... Darkness. Let's get back to the murder of Joe Brady, shall we, Miss Carr?
2: If you wish.
0: You've confessed to the murder of a man.
2: Of course. Because I did it. Why did
0: you kill Brady? Miss
2: Carr... So much good left to be done, Mr. Clover. And so many dependent upon me for it. At least I I deceive myself into believing that they are. Now I've gone and spoiled it for them. Now
0: Why I Why did you kill Brady?
2: Please, Mr. Clover, it's her. I took a gun. I shot him in cold blood. Her, and so many other things to think about now.
0: Where did you get the gun? Tell me, Miss Clark.
2: I'm very tired, Mr. Clover. And he was a very evil man, and he deserved the death. You right.
0: knew Brady that well that. He was that kind of man that he needed you to kill him. That was one of the niceties you do for people, Miss Carr.
2: For Herb, it was. How much he needed what I did for him at that moment. Herb? Herb Blenheim? That poor, helpless boy. Like a child in his drunkenness. And that man beating him and cursing him and beating and beating and Herbie crying. And I took a gun... And still that man, and told Herbie it was all right, he could go home,
0: yeah, you understand, Miss Carr. We're going to book you for suspicion of murder.
2: If you'd only listened to me, how simple I tried to make it for you. you could have done what was needed without all this. this Where now, Mr. Clover?
0: And Miss Carr straightens her knitted mittens, gets up from her chair and lays a hand on your arm, mannerism of gentle lady being led away to jail, and remarks about it. After all, the
2: day of the dungeon is past, and after all, I have committed a crime.
0: So book her on suspicion, get a copy of her address from the desk sergeant, tip your hat, Miss Carr, and leave her. Out into the street, squad car ride to East 37th, tenement neighborhood in early January evening. Winter chill against built-in shadow. Yellow pools of light from windows as if spilled from a broken bottle and swept thin. Walkers are solitary and wear their loneliness as tightly around them as their zippered leather jackets. So punch doorbells and ask questions of Miss Carr's neighbors and get answers like the answers Mrs. Taylor gets you.
3: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: All I want to know is whether you think Miss Carr could have killed a man. You're crazy. Look, Mrs. Taylor, she confessed to doing it.
3: You're out of your mind.
0: Suppose you could tell me a little bit about Miss Carr.
3: With the greatest of pleasure, mister. Because Sally Carr is a blessing to all of us. You know what this neighborhood is. I don't have to tell you. Where kids grow up, so you police can assign them numbers. So you... Just tell me about Miss Carr. Someone around here gets sick... Sally Carr is nurse, doctor, and file. Organizes things so everyone will have something for Christmas. Organizes things so we women can have our babies in hospitals.
0: Oh. Now tell me something about Herbie Lennon.
3: I'm glad you asked. Because now you know what kind of woman Sally is. Herbie is her pet problem. And her pet charity. She closed him. Has for as long as she's lived around here. Herbie's a drunk. But it don't make no difference to Sally. Give him a quarter or a dollar. How long has
0: Miss Carr lived around here?
3: Oh, let's see now. About five years, I think. And let me tell you something, mister. If you think Sally Carr killed a man, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to court and say that she was with me at the time of the killing. She confessed it, Mrs. Taylor. Because she's Sally Carr. She's just covering for that soft-frazy now you get
0: out of here. I don't like what your mouth says about Sally Car. Danny, hey, I'm talking to you, Danny. So what do you want, Mugman? Why don't you take a rest? Let me walk around the office for a while. No, forget it get it, he Look, I had as much grief as you did today. I talked to some of our neighbors, too. 37th Street formed a block committee and came down in protest. Oh? Yeah. Three of them said they were going to take the stand and swear Sally was with them at the time. I know, I know, I know. Right now, she's got her whole cell block singing spirituals of four-part harmony. Do you think she killed anybody, Danny? What do you think? smugglement, Tim. I'm calling for Lieutenant Clover. Release Sally Carr. Right. Right, then. Yeah. I'll meet her downstairs with squad car. Take her home. And full squall of winter night now. And lightning-like storm of winter light. Gleam, refraction, phosphorescence. Ride it. And at your side, the dainty woman. Thin lips and trembling, her protests of guilt.
2: I killed, and you're being very silly, quite childish about it. And the girls and me in our cell, yes. how well we sang together.
0: They never end of soliloquy on pitfalls of crime and etiquette of punishment. Did you escort her to her door? Help her shrewdly with the mechanics of key and the lock, and change of water in vases
2: of flowers, blossoms. Were you lonely for
0: me? go home, where quiet is, and sleep. And morning at headquarters, morning in your office, is a man from Brooklyn, man with identity. Stan, Stan Climley. Climley, got it, fella? Well, what can I do for you, Mr. Climley? A deal. You talk deal, mister? What deal, Mr. Climley? Last night in the paper in front of the handicappers. I know this picture. Certain lady yelled from murder. Then release. What about her? What about her is pleased to convey to me her home address, as if she is whom I think she is. This lady owes me for a plate glass window to my restaurant to which she threw my blue plate special of that year. What? Also for the fixtures which she and her boyfriend broke in a toothpicks at the time. My counselor will be very obliged to you and uh, will extend to you the courtesy of percentage that I take from the lawsuits my deal. The woman you're talking about, Sally Carr, is... Sally Carr, she said, six years to yesterday, the time of the broken glass, et cetera, in my restaurant, known to me as Hazel Thomas, the lady boogeyman of the neighborhood. Six years now, my lawyer... Now, hold it a minute, huh, Mr. explaining If it's the procedure. I want you to look at a photograph. Here, take a look. Don't mind. Hey, this of a dead man. Oh. Uh, hey. What, Miss Clamley? This fellow by the bitches. The dead. Sure, Joe. Sure, Joe Brady, the boyfriend of Hazel I was telling you about. This is how he is now. You said this woman you've been looking for was known in your neighborhood. What neighborhood, Miss Clamley? Down by Prospect Park, from 212 to 218th Street. Corner of Brighton and 215 is my restaurant. Down the street, there's a bar and grill where this Hazel was lapping it up before she... Hey. Uh, Hazel Thomas and Joe Brady dead. And I'm worried about our deal. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Klamy. Thanks a lot. He owe me a butt, Police, I told you. Uh, what's yours? I want to look at a couple of pictures. So we're trying to find out, Yeah, you? yeah, you're casing the neighborhood and asking. I know the routine. Let me see them. Here. Hazel Thomas and Joe Brady. You're sure? You showed me and I told you. What do you want me to do? Put carrots in your ears and hang on to them and say, please believe me? Hazel Thomas and Joe Brady, friends. They used to live around here, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Tell me about them. Love. Oh. Yeah, when Hazel wasn't chasing Joe around the block with a meat axe, they were covered lob on the table over my last boot over there. So look at it. Notches all around the edge of the table. Then Joe got rich, huh? Yeah, he invented that thing over there in the ginger ale bottle. Dollar item worth 39 cents. Joe, give me one free. Then what? Then what? Well, what happened to Joe after he got rich? Huh? Uh, he bid Hazel Fond farewell and left footler with two black eyes and a snaggle tooth. Never come back. Now tell me something about Hazel. <laughs> the meanest drunk i ever seen in my life. Probably the worst dame that ever lived. Tell me. Mean, that's all. Look, look like a, a bum
1: come in and ask her to buy a beer. She'd buy it, wait for the foam to settle, hand it to the bum, and spill it all over. Them. And then she'd get down on the floor and laugh and kick
0: the floor. She'd laugh so hard. Uh, like you, you'd be reading the newspaper. Now, you don't see it, see? She'd light the paper and get down on the floor again and bang with her heels. That's it, huh? Oh, mean like yes. I said. Like the white people. Little Height. The worst, no good, horrible dame you ever saw. That was Hazel. Danny? Huh? This time of day, she's probably having her tea. Nice, sweet lady like
2: her. We'll find out. <clears throat> Why, Mr. Clover, what a pleasant surprise. And this gentleman must be a friend of
0: yours. I present, Detective Marguerite. Charmed, I'm real sure.
2: And so am I. Come in, come in. I'm just having tea. Right in here. Oh, please, sit down. I'll pour.
0: No tea for me, thanks. Me either.
2: No tea? Ms. Well...
0: Miss
2: Oh, I know. Dandelion wine. I have some in the closet.
0: Uh, thanks, but we just had some.
2: What?
0: Do you know why we're here, Miss Carr?
2: Why, of course. The time of the day. Calling time. We're old friends now. Guess again. Should I, Mr. Fulver? Yeah next, now?
0: I'll give you a hint. Try murder. Oh,
2: you've come to take me back. That's right. I told you all along. Well, you just wait and I'll pack a few things. Well,
0: let's just talk
2: for a little while. How nice.
0: Now what the lieutenant wants to tell you is that you're not going to stand trial on the basis of your confession.
2: Why? Whatever do you mean?
0: Well, if you'd stand trial on that basis, you'd get off. First of all, no jury would believe a sweet lady like you could kill a man. No motive. Secondly, all your neighbors' character witnesses. Some of them will even furnish you with an alibi.
2: If you love people, they'll love you back.
0: Just pay attention. The jury would say Sally Carr was covering for Herbie. Acquit Sally Carr. Sally Carr could never stand trial again for the murder of Joe Brady. The way you planned it.
2: Hazel.
0: Hazel? That's right. There's no Sally Carr. Your confession wouldn't even be legal. Your name is Hazel Thomas. Why, what
2: are you talking about?
0: We've talked to a lot of people, Hazel, including people from Brooklyn. Yeah, you've really left your mark on Brooklyn, Hazel. Matter of fact, if you'd paid a man for the plate glass window you kicked out, maybe we'd never have caught up with you.
2: Fellow. Uh huh. Why don't you give an old party an even chance? Why not? Give me a running start for that meat axe I got from the kitchen. <laughs> a <laughs>
0: laugher, huh? I'll show you! No. Let go of him. Let go. Make it
2: easier. You leave me alone with that strop for two more minutes. That scratch on his face will end of his toes.
0: Give me a hand you, buddy, Here. Hazel?
2: Yeah?
0: You killed Brady because he ran out on you, huh?
2: sure, makes a gadget, he goes crazy. After all the times we had together, you don't
0: know the times we had together.
2: I heard. You can believe it, too.
0: So you tracked him down and moved close by, changed your name and your personality, too. Nurtured a drunk named Herbie, a drunk who blacked out. So when you finally got your old boyfriend in an alley and shot him, you could stick the gun in Herbie's hand. It
2: took five years. I paid off, Brady.
0: Ready,
2: Hazel? You aren't going to let me race you to the meat eggs, huh? (laughs) Sure. I'm ready. Let's go.
0: night is still, stretches out in front of you, without beginning, without end, the dumping grounds of refuse and ashes and leftovers. The neon words are turned off, but look there, where the sidewalk meets the street. It's your name, written on water. It's Broadway, the glorious, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway. My Beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover, with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia and Jack Crucian as Muggerman. The program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. With musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's story, Paula Winslow was heard as Hazel. Featured in the cast were Martha Wentworth, Sidney Miller, Benny Rubin, and Paul Freeze. Bill Anders speaking. Broadway is my beat